We are here on a sunny June morn to worship in the spirit of wisdom, to celebrate life freely and honestly, to rejoice in the transforming power of love and respond to compassion's deep call. We welcome all who enter this house of the spirit, explorers of the deep in human existence, in the existence of our planet, in the existence of the whole cosmos. The invitation is to bring your whole self to this time and this space and to accept yourself just as you are, perfect and flawed, a real human being. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church and to this, our gathered community of Kensington Unitarians. Modern-day Unitarians draw on a variety of faith traditions, but our heritage is rooted in Christianity, and in this service today, we're going to offer some of the riches from this tradition, drawing on the contemplative strand of Christianity, which, of course, is universal in its scope. We'll be focusing on the Beatitudes and the rich, multifaceted messages they bring. In keeping with this theme, this service is a little bit more meditative than usual. It is a chance for us to go deeper. And as we light our chalice, I offer the words of Jesus recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. A reminder of the light in each of us. as I call on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now and to bless all that we do and say together here today. For many people, both within this community and in the wider world, it's not been an easy few weeks. Let's now think in loving sympathy of all those we know for whom life is tough. In particular... Can we remember those whose lives have been so affected by violence in our world? We know the places, don't we, where ongoing struggles cease to be judged worthy of reporting by the world's media. And yet the struggles just to survive go on and on. Let us at least attempt to feel some of that pain experienced by all who feel ignored, invisible, unacknowledged. Let's try to be the ones who remember. Can we bring a similar kindness as we think of our own struggles and challenges? As we perhaps remember some of the times when we've been less than we would want to be in the last week. Can we accept our failings as well as we embrace our successes?
And if we feel able, let's give thanks for the gift of life we've been given. Perhaps each of us now, if we wish in our own hearts, can express silent gratitude for some aspect of the last week. And at any time this day, when we think we know the truth, may we remember that it is only our truth, for that moment true from our perspective. May we be ever aware that there is more to this existence than we can ever know, and be therefore more curious, more gentle travellers on the paths of life, courageous explorers of mysteries within us, within one another, and the mysteries beyond our understanding. And may this day be made a little brighter because we exist, and may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen. This following reading is something which um, may be familiar to many of you, and it's from the Bible, Matthew's Gospel. I know for myself, when Sarah first asked me to read it earlier this week, um, I was a bit hesitant, and I found the idea quite challenging because of a lot of baggage that I carry from my Catholic upbringing um, about its interpretation, which I don't hold anymore. But having looked at it and read it through a few times, holding on to my own current theology and understanding, um, I've been able to see something deeper and more meaningful in it for myself. And so now it's my pleasure to read it to you all now. The Beatitudes. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, 
for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This service draws on the work of Neil Douglas Klotz. He's an author, a scholar, musician, Sufi and founding director of the International Centre for Dancers of Universal Peace. Neil Douglas Klotz, in his book, Prayers of the Cosmos, analyses the Aramaic text of the Beatitudes and the Lord's Prayer. Because, of course, Aramaic is the language Jesus would have spoken. It's still spoken by some Eastern Christian communities today, and their translation of the Bible is interestingly different from ours, far richer, far more mystical in its expression. In Prayers of the Cosmos, Douglas Klotz offers up to six alternatives for each of the Beatitudes that we heard Janine read earlier on. And this is because in in native Middle Eastern and Hebraic mysticism, Sacred text is explored from at least three viewpoints. There's the intellectual, the literal, there's the metaphorical, and there's the universal. Like its sister languages, Hebrew and Arabic, an Aramaic word can have many layers of meaning based on its root, its pattern, giving rise to wordplay far more poetic and nuanced than the Greek from which our modern Bible comes. Aramaic is also rich in sound meaning and um, so that you can hear it in a language that's completely foreign to you and yet it will have a resonance within you. One of my favourites of the Beatitudes that we heard from uh, Matthew's Gospel is blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. It expresses, doesn't it, a clear human condition. It offers us comfort The word in in, um, Aramaic, mourn, gives the sense of something dissolving, flowing with tears perhaps. It encompasses those who long deeply for something to occur, those weak from longing, confused or in turmoil. And the word comforted suggests being returned from your wanderings, a sense of homecoming united inside by love, seeing the face of that which we long for. From a Buddhist perspective, recognition that suffering or dukkha is a universal fact of life, and opening up to our pain and to the pain of others, rather than walling it off, that is the first step towards healing. So I invite you to listen in a meditative way now to Douglas Klotz's five alternative translation of this just one beatitude. And then at the end we're going to move straight into some music about comfort sung by Trevor. As you listen to this translation you might notice the almost Zen-like or Taoist contradictory nature of the blessings. Everything contains its opposite, not either or but both and. Blessed are those in emotional turmoil. They shall be united inside by love. Healthy are those weak and overextended for their purpose. They shall feel their inner flow of strength return. Healed are those who weep for their frustrated desire. 
they shall see the face of fulfillment in a new form. Aligned with the one are the mourners. They shall be comforted. Tuned to the source are those feeling deeply confused by life, for they shall be returned from their wandering. This full book is beginning to look a bit bedraggled. I've had it for so many years, and I love it. And um, actually, danced. There, there are dances that are movements that are um, that go alongside the the, the text, um, and it's very fulfilling to to try doing that as well. Is that better? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what I'm going to do is read this as a meditation. Um, so there will be I'll, I'll read a verse, and then there will be a few minutes to think about it, and then I'll carry on with the next verse. And all of this will be brought to a conclusion by. <laughs> so, if you like to do the usual thing about putting things down, if you want to close your eyes, make yourself comfortable. So, this is a possible translation from the Aramaic of the Beatitudes. Happy and aligned with the one are those who find their home in the breathing. To them belong the inner kingdom and queendom of heaven. Blessed are those in emotional turmoil. They shall be united inside by love. Healthy are those who have softened what is rigid within. They shall receive physical vigour and strength from the universe. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for physical justice. They shall be surrounded by what is needed to sustain their bodies.
Blessed are those who from their inner wombs birth mercy. They shall feel its warm arms embrace them. Aligned with the one are those whose lives radiate from a core of love. They shall see God everywhere. Blessed are those who plant peace each season. They shall be named children of God. Blessing to those who are dislocated for the cause of justice. Their new home is the province of the universe. We live in a society that requires speedy reactions and insists on situations being either this or that. Reading Douglas Klotz's work on the Aramaic words of Jesus this week has been a timely reminder for me that we do well not to take everything at face value or imagine that we can ever fully comprehend the mysteries of existence. How much in life gets lost in translation? We hear someone's words, don't we? Yet how can we fully understand the meaning behind the words they say? And how can we even make the time needed to let such deeper meanings unfold? And so we may find ourselves living on the surface, our own surface, as well as the surfaces of others, and the surfaces of our relationships. Yep, we get through our days, but oh, the joy when we manage to go just a little deeper. Have you ever had that feeling of relief when after a time of personal confusion, you start to understand what's going on for you? It may come in a flash of realisation, but the deep work of gestation, that's been going on internally. Not noticed, perhaps, yet allowed the time needed, and then all of a sudden, understanding may come. Have you ever had that almost tingling feeling of relief 
when someone you care about tells you what's going on for them, when you've kind of known that something wasn't right but you could not put it into words. You might have been experiencing a distance between you, a sense perhaps of not being quite on the same track and and then conditions are right, you both make the time maybe, you're able to speak, able to listen, maybe hearing uncomfortable truths but knowing them to be from the heart, the soul even. Have you ever had that dawning awareness about human existence here on planet Earth, that there might be more to all of this than meets the eye? That whilst in getting and spending, most of us lay waste our powers, as poet William Wordsworth put it so clearly, there might be a whole level, other level of existence that holds so many greater riches, none of which will need cupboard space. Riches of the Spirit. As I read the Beatitudes again this week from both Matthew's and Luke's Gospels, words that I puzzled over in childhood and then have studied over so many years. I remember, for example, age 16 and in exam, writing a most authoritative essay explaining exactly what Jesus meant. Now, now all these years later... I have to admit to not really having much of a clue. A quick look at our world reminds me that the meek don't often get to inherit the earth. Ours is oft times a materialistic and harsh culture. And yet, might Jesus be reminding us not to take things as they seem, to rather dig deeper, to rest in unknowing as really quite a healthy place to be. And so I invite you to close now with a simple prayer of unknowing, using our our hands to bless ourselves. Perhaps let's start with our foreheads, such busy places. Let us bless our minds that we can never know everything. Let us move to our tummies. Let us bless our bodies that can tell us so much more. Let's move to our hearts. Let us bless our hearts that I may understand that love blesses all. Amen. Howard Goodall writes, Blessed are those who are cared for, and blessed are those who care for others. May each of us in the week ahead know that we are cared for and may each of us let others know we care for them. Let us be the people who believe in simple acts of kindness and gestures of goodwill. Amen. Amen. Go well and blessed be.